0: Okay, so you have a small business that you need to market, but you're not a marketer. So now what? Where do you start and what are you even supposed to do? Well, meet Engie. Engie is marketing software that simplifies marketing for small business owners. You can plan, organize, and get your marketing out the door and in front of your next customers fast. The best news? Engie is turning one on May 8th so, you can make marketing way more manageable for yourself for only $19 a month for your first year with the code BDAY. But don't wait, this offer ends on May 31st. Welcome to this week's episode of the Pretty Okay Podcast. I am rolling solo today, and I think you're going to be seeing a little bit more of these solo episodes this year. We're going to switch things up, but you're also going to see more guests, which I am personally very excited about. So today we are going to be talking about what else? Business shop, because that's kind of kind of a jam. Um, It's definitely Sam's jam too. But today we are really going to dive into what it takes to plan for business growth. Because one of the things that I've learned over the years is, you know, in my, my ripe old age of 36, is that reacting is... Yes, it's necessary and we all do it, but it's less than ideal most of the time because when you're reacting to change, even when it's positive change, it really puts you in a situation where you maybe have more of a chance of making the wrong or less ideal decision. And when it comes to Building your business, like literally scaling it, making it bigger, taking on more clients, fulfilling more orders, there can be some really major growing pains if you aren't looking forward into the future and figuring out how you're going to navigate those growing pains before you actually experience them. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to dive into what it takes to actually start putting together those plans um hopefully you this is a good episode to listen to with a notebook handy i mean if you're in the car please no notebooks (laughs) but if you are listening to this at your desk at home or somewhere where you have a pen and paper available um, this is definitely going to be a little bit more classroom style than not so to dive in let's kick things off with I mean, a silly quote that I actually really think is a powerful reminder for all of us, and that's that every big business starts small. Because when you're working toward building something big, I don't know about you, but it's really easy for me to get impatient. And sometimes you think, maybe if I just did one thing, or if I just throw some money at it, or... It's okay if I skipped lunch or decided not to work out and stayed up till one o'clock in the morning trying to get it done. And I have definitely been extremely guilty of pushing like this in all in the name of trying to grow my business and grow it fast, but it's not actually the most productive way to go about it. Spoiler alert. So before we jump into all of the action items that we're going to chat through today, I just wanted to remind you that really good things take time when it comes to building a business, that everybody starts from square one, but then as you grow, having a plan is really one of your secret weapons. So what does it actually take to plan for business growth? Well. From where I sit, things like patience, research, self-reflection, money, and resources are definitely in the mix, but there are a few things that I really want to cover specifically today, and the first is that you want to get really clear on your goals and where you're going. Now, Sam and I talk about goal setting a ton. You guys are probably tired of hearing us talk about it, but setting goals really is nine times out of 10, step one. Um, Because you can't have a do-it-all mindset all the time, but you also can't be a distracted squirrel if you actually want to reach your goals and grow your small business into a bigger one. So again, from where I sit, starting this journey of building your business from the goal-setting stage is step one. The next thing is that we're going to talk about all the ways that you have to become intimately slash borderline annoyingly familiar with your business. Now, these are things like, can you tell me what it costs to acquire a new client? Can you tell me how much your average booking is or how much your your average sale is? How many hours does it take you to provide your service? Now, I know it might feel like you all of a sudden are standing in front of a panel of investors who are grilling you with these questions, but when push comes to shove, the better you know your business, the better you can plan for what's coming next. Then, when we're talking about what's coming next, if there's something that's coming for your business, then you also need to grow alongside of your business. and. In a little bit, I'm going to share some tips that you maybe will feel like, "Mm, I don't know if I really want to do that, but I promise you that if you do the work, you will reap more than just a few of the rewards. So lastly, you are really going to spare yourself that trip on the struggle bus because uh, you did something, you made a decision, and then 6, 12, 18 months later, you find yourself literally needing to recreate the wheels of this struggle bus. So we are going to talk about ways that you can spare yourself from feeling like you are taking two steps back to take one step forward. Okay. Okay. So as I mentioned, Sam and I are pretty obsessed with (laughs) setting goals. And that's because in this case, your goals are really what you should and really what you will be basing really important business decisions off of since they're the final destination on this journey, right? So when it comes to setting your business goals, you can't just vision board them even though if you're more woo-woo, you can vision board them. It is okay to do that. It's a great exercise, but you can't just stop there. You really need to set yourself up for doing the work, Um, and you do that by setting SMART goals. Now, we've all heard of SMART goals. I personally am starting to get really tired of this silly acronym, but they hold true, and so we'll share them quickly. So SMART goals are specific, meaning your goal is clear and concise. It's measurable, meaning you can track your success with some some sort of insights or data. That they're achievable, meaning they are realistic given the time frame and resources you have. And this to me is a really, really important one. Um, be realistic, please, por favor, <laughs> thank you. The next one is that they are relevant, meaning that they make sense for your business at that particular point in time. And lastly, that they're time bound, meaning that there is some sort of end date or deadline to it. Now, when you start to sit down and document your business goals for the future, I really want you to start with the big audacious one that's the furthest out as opposed to the one that you wanna accomplish next week. So what's your big audacious goal? Do you wanna grow a team? Do you wanna have a multiple six figure business? Do you wanna expand into a second or third market? You wanna start by writing that one down because the next step is to set shorter term goals that build on one another, as well as serve as kind of like checkpoints. So these shorter term goals that, again, are supposed to build on one another, should be more tactical and cover things like marketing and sales and operations. And they also should be much more deadline-driven than your pie in the sky goal, since you are using them as more near-term milestones. So if you need a little bit of an example of what this structure kind of looks like, if you can visualize, let's close our eyes, let's visualize a pyramid where your big audacious goal is sitting at the tippy top and your goals then, the shorter term ones, are each of the levels starting from the bottom. So the widest part of your pyramid is the first goal that you need to achieve. Then on top of that is goal number two, three, four, however many it is that you feel like you need to include in this exercise. So build out that pyramid, put the big one at the tippy top, and then really break down what are the goals that you need to accomplish first, second, third, so that you can actually do things in a more productive direction, knowing that you're building on each one this is kind of how you gain momentum, right? Like you don't start at weird points in time and just think that, or cross your fingers that things are gonna work out. So sit down, sit, sit down, <laughs> sit, sit. I can't even talk about it when it's just me in the room. Um, sit down, map out your goals. And then this that first exercise is done and done. So the next, Thing to do after you have created your goals. Now, this is the thing that I think you're going to want to be like, "Mm, I don't want to do this. But it's also an exercise that Sam and I have talked about in the past multiple times, pretty sure. I'm also pretty confident we have an entire episode about it. So, that is create a business plan. Now, again, I think we have an entire episode about creating a business plan. And if we were sitting down in real life, I'd be like, this is an entire workshop worth of things that need to be talked about. So I really just wanna gloss over cliff note version, you know, quick and dirty, help you understand why it's so important and just the main pieces that go into it. So um, the first thing, is the why, right? Like that's always the, it's the question that I ask myself all the time. Like, why are we doing this? But this is where you kind of, I mean, this sounds weird, but this is kind of where you're pulling out your magic eight ball and starting to think about like what actually might be in the future. Because when you're creating a plan for growth, you really need to have a set of assumptions which are really just things you think or know are going to happen. Because once you have that set of assumptions for your business, you can then start to actually create your your to-do list around it, right? So a business plan is a document that houses your goals that you've already set, (laughs) these business assumptions, and then goes into creating a detailed plan to reach them. And it includes eight different sections. And I'll just name, I'll just, you know, spill them out. um, So you know what eight things you need to touch on. So it would be a business summary, a company description, your business goals, information about your business structure, information about your products and services, a marketing plan, finances and projections. So as you sit down to actually create your business plan, think of it as this is where you're going to do your CEO level thinking. So if I can put a little bit of a bug in your ear, these are some of the things that I want you to really start to kind of always have spinning in the back of your mind. So. There's a list of questions. I have them written down, guys. I'm going to read through them. <laughs> so the first one is, um, is what you want going to change over time? What business entity will you need to be and what does that entail? What services might you be adding and what will that require you do? How are you going to track your metrics? How are your expenses going to change as you grow? How long is it going to take you to hit the revenue goals you need for the future? And how many customers does that require? Okay, so that was the super Uber Cliff Notes version of what goes into a business plan. (laughs) And um, Google it if you wanna know more, right? And listen to the other uh, podcast episode. So you have your goals. You are going to find half a day to sit down and create a business plan. Now, the next thing that you really want to start thinking about when you're planning for business growth is a growth plan. How aptly named. (laughs) So the growth plan really focuses on how you're going to do everything. Because when you are creating a growth plan, You want to build on your business plan because that's like, again, a lot of summaries, a lot of high-level things, a lot of assumptions, but the growth plan is actually like boots on the ground. This is how I'm going to get it done. So let's talk about one, well, maybe two, two examples of like scenarios of Ways someone might want to grow as a business owner, right? And we'll kind of go through some low hanging fruit. So, a goal that a lot of people have is to get more out of each of their customers. And there are a couple ways that you can go about it, or that people typically go about it. The first is you can get more customers right (laughs) that's a way to uh, increase or give a bump to the revenue for your business but the other one is you can increase how much you get per customer and you can do that by either increasing your prices or upselling your services so depending on which one of those things you want to do then you have to decide internally what about your business maybe needs to change, what specifically from a marketing or sales perspective, maybe even operational, do you need to do in order to, let's say, increase your prices, communicate it so that you can grow your revenue? Another one that a lot of people do is they decide that they wanna add a new product or service to their business. Okay, cool. Now, what is it gonna cost for you to add a new product or service? How long is it gonna take you to be ready to actually launch it? Then what's your launch plan? Like, how are you gonna let the world know that you have this awesome new product or service available for people to buy? And then the other thing that you really, in this type of scenario, would wanna think about is how long is it until you make back your initial investment And that new product or service actually becomes a profitable stream of revenue. Okay, so this is like clearly a little bit of a rabbit hole. (laughs) You're probably thinking, shit, fuck, like there's a lot of things I need to do. Um, But you guys know me. I am a no bullshitter. And this is really what goes into building a business, making a small business bigger. It's a lot of time sitting with your deep thoughts and a notepad or a word doc and like hammering stuff out. And really, it does help you hold yourself more accountable to things. And it also helps you go back and grade your own performance, which I guess is a form of accountability since I'm speaking off the cuff. (laughs) But these are all really good things for you to do when you are serious about your business. So let's turn some of these, like, mm, what am I supposed to do? Like, what's the actual exercise that you'd need to go through in order to create a growth plan? So that would be things like completing market or competitor research. You definitely want to review your finances and decide where or how you're going to get the capital in order to do these things. Capital is just a fancy word for money, guys. I don't know why I said that (laughs) because I'm not fancy. Um, You also want to conduct customer research to really make sure you're dialing in all of the messaging about the service and even about what the service or product is going to be um, because customer feedback is always incredibly helpful. And the last thing is to review your marketing and sales strategies. Okay, so that brings us to the last little part of Taylor being on her soapbox, (laughs) and that is the part where we don't get a ticket on the struggle bus because we've thought things through and we've built them to scale from start. (laughs) Sounds good, right? Now, I know that it feels a little bit weird to talk about this at the very end of a conversation about. Uh, planning for business growth, but I think that you need to go through all of these exercises of thinking about the future. What, Where do you want to go? What do you want to be? What do you want to do in three, five, 10 years, right? I think you need to do that deep CEO level thinking before you start signing up for subscription services and buying, you know, the the actual physical things that you need to do your work. So if you don't want to ever feel like you're starting over or you're slowing yourself down or you're like, God fucking damn it, I have to do this over again. Here are my top three tips to make sure you're not experiencing those not so fun emotional states. So the first one is to set up your infrastructure wisely, with wisdom, as the adults would do. (laughs) So your infrastructure is things like the technology you use, the physical space that you're in, the people that you would need to potentially build out on your team. And you really don't want to think too small in this space because needing to move into a bigger office or a bigger warehouse or switch software programs or find yourself with your pants down because you're short saft and it's like mother's day tomorrow. <laughs> you have no one to deliver your flowers. Um, that's definitely time intensive, expensive and stressful. So you want to think, okay, what, I guess it's kind of like what my parents always, uh, how they always described like. When they bought their first house, they bought at like the top of their budget to kind of like, "Mm, I think we can do it. We'll do this. We can do this. We can stomach it. Knowing that it would be tight in that moment for a while, but then they'd have more breathing room and the space that they actually needed. Think of it kind of the same with your business. Even if it kind of is a touch more than you want to commit to or spend. If you actually successfully execute your growth plan, then it's not gonna be those things in a little while. It'll be exactly what you need. My second tip is to document your process. Now, you probably didn't think that we were gonna talk about process (laughs) in this episode, but this is important because as you grow, when you're the business owner, you can't be the person who does all of the things all of the time, right? Like you can't be the person wearing all of the hats forever. You're going to have to start leaning on other people and passing off some of the work. So do your future self a favor and create, you know, process outlines, handbooks, anything to document the systems of what you use how you do it, so that when you are ready to hire someone, you don't have to slow yourself down and create it you've already got it documented. Now, these tend to not be tiny projects. but. Again, this is the do yourself a favor. Um, Even if you are not putting a shit ton of effort into it and it's at least like a bullet point outline of this is how we do things, right? You're still planning for the future, which is great. My last tip is to create systems that are actually meant to scale because you need to avoid creating bottlenecks or literally owning everything, which I know is really, really difficult for all of the type A control freaks who are tuning in. Um, you don't see my hand raised, but hi, it me. <laughs> so you, cause the fact of the matter is, is that even though we might wanna say like, just give me that, I will do it <laughs> all the time you're actually becoming a bottleneck for your business and you could potentially be slowing everything else down. So if you create systems that are meant to scale, then you can actually get things to grow um, without everything being need or needing to be (laughs) tied to you. So because this one is a little bit of a like, so I had a little bit of a head scratcher. Um, I have a an example for you. The teacher at me has an example for you. So let's say that you have a consulting based business and you know you're starting off just as a business of one. but your business plan has you hiring other folks, To do like to handle projects within the next three years. Like, so you're literally growing out a team of employees who can book their own projects under your business. So, from a bookkeeping perspective, you could, as a business of one, use something like FreshBooks or QuickBooks Self-Employed because you're just, you know, you're one person, you just need to send invoices, and, you know, it's like, clean and simple. But as soon as you start growing a team, those things stop working pretty quickly. So your future business really needs QuickBooks Online. And while QuickBooks Online is not as easy to use, I remember the first time I logged in I logged into my QuickBooks Online account and I was like, ooh, um, this makes it feel terribly real that I'm not an accountant. Right? Like uh Taylor doesn't have her MBA and has never done these things before. But just because it was a little bit too big in that moment, now I'm like cool, I totally know how to use QuickBooks online and now that I need to do all these other things, it like easy peasy lemon squeezy and I'm not trying to fit square pegs into round holes. So Think about what it is you can set up. This is kind of also tied to your infrastructure, but like create these systems and the infrastructure that is meant to grow along with you. All right, so um, that is your business growth 101 (laughs) chat with Taylor on her soapbox. So let's just super quick recap kind of The things you need to do in order to get the ball rolling on all this. So the first one is to set your goals, to create your roadmap. The next one is to create a business plan, to document all the details. Then you want to put together a growth plan and get very clear on all the tasks that you need to to do, that you need to to do, that you need to do. And then you want to make smart business decisions about how you're going to actually build your business. So as you do that, really make sure you're getting crystal clear on your goals that you're making, you know, feel free to make the business assumptions. I know it feels really weird to do that. Like you're like, I feel like I'm pulling shit out of my ass with this, but um, the people who run the biggest companies in the world make business assumptions. So, if they can do it, so can you. Then do everything with intention, meaning not like the woo woo intention that is overused as a phrase <laughs> in marketing pop culture, um, but meaning like, you know, you're really thinking stuff through and you're doing things knowing that it is going to help you get where you want to go track everything, track it, track it, track it all in a KPI sheet. And from there, you just got to hunker down, do the work, and it'll all be good. So as always, um, if you enjoyed this episode, this Taylor Runs Things solo <laughs> episode. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd also love to know what other types of topics would you like to hear me dig into? Sam as well. Sam and I are very uh knowledge bases and skill sets and experiences, but we are different people with our brains just tick a little bit differently, even though they tick in the same way in a lot of spaces. Uh, But if you enjoyed this episode, do us a solid and subscribe, leave a review and a rating. We'd be so very thankful. Um, Sam and I will be back together as our silly, weird duo um, in a couple weeks with a new episode. You can find the show notes for today's episode on prettyokpodcast.com. Have a great rest of your day, my friends, and I will see you next time bye.